0: Hey guys, it's Jeremy, Resident Loser here, Recording Studio Loser Podcast. We're back after a long break. to apologize, but not really apologize, because it's been because I've been busy, which is a good thing. So I've been sitting here working on some things that basically just mix prep, stuff like that, Um, getting things ready for some CD duplication, some streaming stuff, just a lot of metadata. So it's a lot of sitting and waiting. Um, so I'm on different forums just kind of checking stuff out. And I saw something that was kind of troubling. Uh, by the way, I'm, I'm kind of sick, so if I squeak, uh, don't hold it against me. <laughs> um, anyway, this on this forum, they were talking about how the music industry is dead and I think some people just hearing that would be like oh yeah it's dead it's definitely dead Um, but I found that really troubling I honestly don't think the music industry is dead or even dying I think it's just changing kind of like how this sweet groove changed oh yeah But uh, everybody was seen to be talking about how streaming services um, like Spotify were just ruining how we consume music, how we sell music as artists, and everything's tilted towards record labels, and there's just no way to win anymore. Uh, one person went as far as to say it's impossible to make money in the music industry. I know, right? But again, some of you out there might be like, yeah, I absolutely agree, but I tend to disagree, and I was kind of going to rant a little bit here as to why. (laughs) First off, let me say, I have been gone for a long time, at least from the podcast, and sorry, not sorry type of thing, (laughs) because I've been busy here working in the studio working with a lot of different bands. It's been a lot of fun stuff, a lot of new stuff. I'm kind of forcing myself to try different things. I know I always talk about having things set up, ready to go all the time. And I think it's important to do that so that you can kind of get a groove and you can move quickly and you can make the most of your client's time. But at the same time, you don't want to fall into a trap of, this is how I do it every single time. A part of having all that set up ready to go is that you know how to change it really quick too. So I mean, I didn't deviate like a ton. I changed how I mic the drums a little bit because it was a different type of session, and I I really dug it. I think I'm gonna keep doing it. For those curious, it was uh, what got me started thinking about it was a it's kind of like a jazzy session. uh, The one I'm I'm thinking of in particular, Um, and I wanted something because I was going to have a new drummer who has a a long history playing jazz, um, really good player. So I was going to make the most of this guy. Um, I wanted to hear his kit in his hands. Uh, I don't want to do any tricks. you know. Not that I've got a bag of tricks anyway, but um, I just wanted something really, really simple. Um, throw up a few mics, get it sounding as naturally as possible and go. Uh, so I had a few things set up before he got here. Uh, He was going to bring his kit, a little kind of a bebop kit. Uh, We ended up kind of using a hybrid between uh, the house kit that was here, which is a Ludwig Classic Maple, um, and then we used his toms from his uh, sonar kit. And uh, we just had a buffet of snares, and it was was nice. Um, But what I wanted to do was uh, kind of lean mostly on, like, uh, Glenn John's miking technique um look it up i mean there's a million and one tutorials online on how to do that uh and if you haven't played with it give it a try it's pretty cool um what i found i I'd, I'd never i hadn't done it in a, in a really really long time and i wasn't exactly sure what the kit was going to sound like so i set up uh, an R88 as a, just a stereo ribbon mic as an overhead as well kind of in the center of the kit um, you know made sure everything was in phase i also had the on set up uh just a simple 57 on the snare um i took the transformer out of the 57 a while back so it kind of has that more i don't know the tape up mod i guess is what you'd call it um really uh, quick sound very it, it puts it kind of right in your face <laughs> which is it's cool if you have an extra 57 and you want to try it it's a super easy mod and i really dig it uh, I have like three or four 57s around, so I just did a two, uh, two of them. And I really like what it, what it does to the sound. I don't plan on doing the other 57s that way, just so I've got some differences. Because, um, you know, maybe sometimes I don't want it that fast or I don't want it that much low end in it. But anyway, having that... Glenn John's stuff there, and I, I was using a couple of Sheps uh, MK-21s for it. So like over the top of the front of the kit, pointing down at the snare, and then one behind the shoulder of the drummer, uh, kind of coming across the floor tom, pointing at the snare. Now make, got out the tape measure and made sure everything was in perfect phase. And then b- being able to blend that in with the other... Overhead sound, which I didn't I was expecting to use one or the other, but having to blend that with the R88 was really cool uh I just set up one mono room mic and uh there were a couple of tom mics there just to get attack on some of the things and uh what do we have on the kick and just a d one twelve and uh homemade sub kick so if you <laughs> yeah if you have a extra little home theater sub laying around. Uh Rip that bad boy open and uh change out put an x l r cable on there it's It's pretty cool just to have kind of that anyway enough nerd stuff. you can add some girth to a kick drum really really easily uh I just thought that was a whole lot of fun, so I'm kind of preparing all those files um just sitting here waiting for things to bounce, and I was perusing the typical forums and I don't want to say which one it was but um, anyway, these guys were talking about how the music industry is dead. And what was weird, it was on the thread of a plug-in company. Um, so saying that the music industry is dead and that no one can possibly make an income uh, with a career involved in music was kind of strange to to see it on that forum of a person who is making an incredibly good living selling Music plugin products, but <laughs> either way, a- every customer that was also involved is also on this thread. Um, so, I mean, ideally, if you're purchasing plugins, you're making some kind of a living, or at least supporting a hobby. Uh, it just seemed like a strange thing to say. Um, and once I started thinking about it, I it, it kind of bothered me, and I I want to at least put my two cents out there that I don't think. The music industry is dying at all, Um, especially if you kind of have your ear to the ground and you're, you know, there's more opportunities out there for everyone. Now, I will say there's more failures um, and it's easy to point at so many bands uh, in your own local scene, uh, even on the national stage that will, you know, have one release and they're done. Um, So there's more failures than ever out there. But there's also more success stories that are out there because there's just more of everything out there. I mean, back when I don't know, back back in the early 50s, 60s, I don't know, whatever. Uh, you had like very few people that could even access this industry because this stuff was really expensive and now any 12-year-old kid with a handful of cash or a moderate allowance could go and purchase a rig and make a number one record does that mean he's going to no uh but he can and or she can and there's just so much more people producing so much more content and i don't think that many people care about monetizing it um i mean ideally everyone would want to make money from their music right but at the same time, there's so many hobbyists out there who are also incredible musicians. They don't necessarily care about making an income with this. Maybe they want to make up their losses, but even the losses now are so cheap. Um, yeah, making a record can get expensive. You come to a recording studio, uh, whether it's mine or anybody else's, you're going to spend a little bit of money because, of that. I mean, that's what it takes. You know? You're know, you you're going to make, hopefully, a high-quality product, so you're going to pay for that. Um And also, if you're starting from complete scratch and you go to any online retailer and order any moderately priced interface, you can have a great sounding record, too, if you know how to do it. There's just so many easy ways to get into this. Um, And there's always at least one person in a band that comes in here that knows how to record record. I know, you know, sometimes that's the person sitting over my shoulder telling me what to do or asking me what I'm doing, um, which I love. I love talking to people about that stuff. We're all nerds anyway. Uh, we all got into it because we thought it was cool. And I think that's really fun to be able to talk to people about it. Uh, I don't think that's ever threatening to me. And on the same level, I don't think bands should be threatened when other bands have some sort of success. Uh, I think that's maybe part of the issue when you see moderate success in another band that's not yours, you kind of take it and just try to find excuses for it. Like, well, the industry sucks. Um, well, Spotify's killing record sales. Well, okay. I mean, <laughs> it's just different. Um, there's more tools available to bands now than there ever was before. And uh, if you know how to use Spotify, you know, and you can use it as a tool, if you lean on Spotify to make or break your career, you're going to be really disappointed. If you lean on any one thing to make or break your career, you're going to be really disappointed. Now, that said, I I love Spotify as a listener. I don't like Spotify as a musician. <laughs> um, and I know that makes me an absolute hypocrite when it comes down to it. Um, but... When I look at how I monetize certain things, I'm not really looking at Spotify. I'm not going to... Even bands I work with, I tell them not to put things on Spotify right away, especially if they're making physical CDs. Give your fans a chance to be fans. You know, Give them a chance to buy your record. Give them a chance to go to your website. If you put everything on Spotify right as you make it, where's the motivation? What What's their motive to go and find out who you are. You know, you're not leaving breadcrumbs anywhere for to link them back to you. You're not building good, solid fan bases that way. You're just, you're putting it out there for consumption. And in some cases, I think that's absolutely fine. But if you really want to make a living and a career at it, you shouldn't go about it that way. And you shouldn't Use it as an excuse, and I'm not saying I'm not saying I have all the answers, but every band is different, and if you look at things and you make a plan, then you can kind of see you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, I guess. (laughs) I mean that's a terrible analogy, but that said. I, I, I just can't see the music industry as something completely dead. There's more people putting out more content than ever thought possible. I know more people making livings, or at least paying the bills, with music than ever before. You know, are these people all rich? Not necessarily. But it absolutely is possible to make a living in music. And I think if you're just trying to follow one model, you're going to die in this industry anyway, because it's constantly changing. Whether that's now or whether that's 50 years ago, everything is constantly in flux. And if you're not looking at what's coming next, you're going to miss it. So it just really bugged me to see that so many people were getting like behind that idea. And there were other people who were like, you're, you're totally off base here. But a lot of people were getting behind him saying like, Oh yeah, it's dead. And it just feels like we're just complaining to complain. Like if, if you really feel that way about it, you should probably get out of the music industry because it's not for you. And that's the type of stuff that gives local scenes really bad names. Uh, I feel like what I do running a recording studio, doing other things, music related like it's my goal to make my local scene like a hub. <laughs> you know, in a perfect world, I want to see where I am as the next Nashville. Is that going to happen because of me? Absolutely not. But I should be working towards that. So what does that mean? I'm not in competition with everyone around me. I kind of see it if we if one of us succeeds, we're all going to succeed ultimately. But if I'm always pissed off that my competition got a band and I'm sitting here, ah oh, man, I have a week with nothing to do. Like that's not ultimately going to make all of our lives easier. If, if your goal is to be the best and then put everyone else out of business, you're eventually going to run out of business yourself. It takes a lot of people to support a music scene, uh whether that's locally or nationally and a lot of this stuff is built on relationships and it's built on word of mouth and if you're a jerk who's just constantly you know talking down competition that's going to get around and people aren't going to want to work with you because at the heart of all this we are a creative industry we are basing everything off of 99% of, I'll just I don't know 99% of the time this is emotional so if you're if you're constantly being negative, if you're constantly making excuses, you're going to get in the way of your own art and you're going to get in the way of your client's art. And that's not cool. I think it's your responsibility being anybody in a creative, creative field, I guess uh, you need to nurture art in whatever form that is that applies to you to the, best of your ability. Now, are you going to make the perfect decisions every time? Are you going to represent yourself the perfect, perfect way every single time? No, but it, if that's your overall goal, I think then that's the right way to go. And I mean, even thinking back on some of the things I've done in the past, I don't think I represented myself the best way, but it's taking those mistakes and learning from them and moving forward. Uh, and there's always going to be those people who on your level, whether they're, you, you view them as competitors or, you know, and they're going to say negative things about you and it's going to be how you respond to that. And then what you do with yourself after you've heard that, that's going to make you all the different. And if you turn to excuses and be like, well, I'm not, you know, I can't do X, Y, Z because of Spotify. Well, sorry. And then you've already, you've already kind of killed your career at that point. But if you can look towards it and, and make value for yourself and for your artist in other ways, then that's when you're really going to win the game. Um, and I, I say the game, I kind of view this whole thing as like an arcade game. I've heard that from somebody else. I don't remember who said this, but um, it's I kind of view this music thing as an arcade game, and I'm just going for the high score. I realize I'm never going to get that high score, but I'm going to try. And I'm going to work everything up to that point where I can, you know, hopefully one day think about maybe getting the high score. But anyway, it's uh, to say that the music industry is dead and no one's making a living. It's just, I don't know, it's bull to me. Um, There's just there's so many more people who can put food on the table, who can pay their bills and then still put out really good art Uh, there's just, there's too many of them to ignore. And (laughs) look at all the industries that have popped up around us. Look at all of the affordable recording gear you can get. Look at all of these affordable instruments that you can get that are very high quality instruments because there's a demand for that. And if you really are mad at the music industry as a whole, you need to really reevaluate where you're at because What defines the music industry? It's not record labels. It's not these ghostly figures at the top who are firing down lightning bolts to everyone and so that they can only win. Ultimately, it's the listener. And if you realize that those same listeners that drive the music industry, those same listeners who like Spotify, those same listeners who are stealing albums, you know, you might not like that mentality, but how can you meet them where they are? How can you give them value based on what is possible technologically within our industry? They can steal records. They can listen to records for pennies on the dollar or nothing at all. So how do you connect with that fan? How do you actually get that fan? Because I don't think a listener equals a fan anymore. You know, just like... Way back in the day, when you would hear stuff on the radio, you had a lot of listeners. But how do you turn those people into fans? You know, and back then it was just put a record in their hands. You get them to purchase a record, you know, then you've monetized what's what it's become. So Spotify is kind of like radio now. Uh, if you can get your stuff on Spotify or getting it on the quote radio, it's easier than it ever was. There's so many avenues to get it there. But then, how do you monetize it beyond that? And I'm not saying I'm, I'm gonna offer any answers here, but it, I'm just—I want you to look in different directions. Is that getting those physical copies and delaying your Spotify release? Is that putting out different content, maybe video content? Because listeners, to become fans, have to know who you are. So are you putting that information out there? Are you making it available for these people to find out who you are and really become those fans? Is it the industry who's beating you? Or is it you who's beating yourself and just using the industry as an excuse? Now, this is sounding super harsh, and maybe it has to be. I don't know. There's this... I, I get really frustrated with that, and... It kind of makes you sad almost at a point because, I mean, clearly some people are doing things right. And I'm not even saying look at the top. Um, Don't look at the number ones. You know, look at the people in your local scenes who are, you know, doing consistent touring, who, I mean, (laughs) who have been doing music for a long, long time, whether as a hobby or as a career, because. Either one of those ways is valid and you can kind of take the good and the bad from both of those individuals because people who do it as a hobby, you can almost learn more from them if they've done it for a hobby for a long, long time and have shown even the the smallest amount of success because they have the least amount to gain from any of this. So what are some things that they've seen have that have worked because they're they're not necessarily interested in putting everything out there and making a living so they tend to take more risks and I've learned more from hobbyists than I have from a lot of different people but uh, just be willing to talk to people, look around, evaluate what's happening in your local scene and the national scene, and then make a plan that works for you. Figure out who your listeners are, figure out what else they're listening to, figure out how they consume their music. Maybe not just listen to it. How do they consume it? Do they consume at all? You know, are they purchasing music? Are they purchasing anything? Maybe they're not purchasing music anymore. Maybe they're buying music videos. I know people who are selling music videos. I'm not saying that's a a thing that's going to work for everybody. But putting out special content, putting out, I don't know, whatever, merch. (laughs) Make your own merch. Uh, You know, whatever that is, you need to be able to meet your fan. And if if you really are so disconnected from your fan base, maybe... you. Maybe you need to look at what you're doing and then reevaluate because there are fans out there who want to spend music on this stuff. Music is more popular than it's ever been. Everyone listens to music constantly. (laughs) Take a walk down the street. How many people have headphones in? What are they listening to? Uh, Probably some of them are listening to like the top 40 stuff. What's on billboard, but not all of those people are. You still have those people who are super hungry to find new music and find out what's going to be out there next. And how do you get to those people? It's not dead. Music industry is not dead. And I think we need to stop using that as an excuse for failure. Anytime a band fails, if we say it's because of Spotify we need to get that out of our vocabulary. Maybe it's time to start looking in different directions. If you're a songwriter, are you, are you clearly pursuing your goal to get the songs in the hands of others? If you're a band who writes a lot of songs, how can you monetize all this stuff? Are you licensing your music? Have you even looked into that? Do you know what that entails? Uh, so once you if you can answer these questions, good for you, you've done your research. If you can't answer some of these questions, maybe you need to just take a look at what's available. What's around you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think there's an actual ending to this. as more much as it is a just a rant, but yeah, I after seeing that, um, that the music industry was dead and nobody can make a living on it, and then kind of wanting to talk about that and realizing that I haven't put out a podcast for a month, month and a half, because I've been busy making a living in music, I, I, I have to apologize. I really don't want this to sound cocky in the least. I just want to affirm that, yes, this is possible. Yes, you can be busy doing this, and I hope that is encouraging and not not damning, I guess, because this is, it is possible, and if you really want it, you're going to figure out a way to do it, but if you are constantly looking at the negative things that are stacked against you, you're not going to make it, regardless of whether this is music or anything else. Um... I've, through this and kind of working for myself for a good while now, I've, you know, I I feel like I'm constantly learning things every single day, but, and I'm not perfect every day, but it's made me a very patient person, at least when it comes to business. It's made me, you know, know how to talk to people and realize that I need to protect what it is that I do and represent myself in the best way that I can, because that's all I have when it comes to clients. There's so many people out there who can make a great record for themselves or go with someone else. So what makes me different? And I have my things that I think make me different, and you should too, whether that's a recording studio and what makes you different, or as a band, what makes you different – and how do you connect with those individuals? So, anyway, I think that'll do it for today. But I just, I hope that you guys out there are encouraged because I am. You know, in seeing things like that, I almost want to work harder because I know those people aren't working as hard. <laughs> and if we hustle and we. Work to the best of our ability and try to represent ourselves and our industry and our local scenes at the best of our ability, only good things are gonna happen, you know. So, anyway, we'll take it easy. I hope you guys got something out of my little rant here. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to do these a little more. I'm looking at the calendar here, thinking maybe, maybe not, but uh, as always. Uh, continue to email us uh, check out the website www.recordingstudioloser.com send a message if you want to hear us talk about something if you have an idea for a guest Um, I'm loving what you guys are sending and I do kind of apologize for not being around for a bit but hey this doesn't cost you anything so yeah Anyway, take it easy everybody This is Jeremy with Recording Studio Loser Podcast Signing off